Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Good morning and welcome back to Finding Certainty. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, you know we love you. Um, happy uh, February, I guess I should say. This is one of my favorite months. It's my birthday month, and of course, it's Valentine's, you know, the month of love. But I'm very excited today for our special guest, Mr. Robert Mesh. And I always start out the show introducing him a little bit, uh, or her, talking uh, about the two main reasons I've asked the specific guest to join us here on Finding Certainty. So, Robert, thanks for being here and being in the hot seat. I really appreciate it, especially uh, short notice as it was. Patrick, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, this is another great opportunity to step forward to me, so I'm really looking forward to this. Well, we're going to have a great uh, conversation. We, uh, you know, I, I, In the episode description, if, you've, uh, if you're listening, if you had a chance to read it, you'll see that Robert has a, a, an in-depth and storied uh, career and background. And yet he's setting out in a new direction in his life, which is what we're going to be talking about. We're talking today about the transition or the leap, as I call it, leap of faith or uh, however you want to define it. But the leap from being an employee to being self-employed. And so uh, but let's start out with uh, two main reasons why I've invited Robert to join us today. Um, first and foremost, he has a consummate expert in his field he achieved some very high levels in corporate america as a as a uh, sales professional as a trainer as a manager etc cetera, etc cetera. and so he's coming from an area of a great deal of experience and insight and uh, business acumen and so forth and yet as i said the second reason is that he is setting out in a new direction as an entrepreneur and uh, not the first time you've done this, Robert, but um, I know it's a it's a new adventure for you. And so I know a lot of our listeners are out there. They're either in business for themselves or they're considering going into business. You know, we, I think there's there's thousands and thousands of people starting their own businesses every day, and you're one of those. And so you're a little bit on the other end of the spectrum from many of our guests who are talking to established business owners and influencers and so forth. But you're a good blend of a an entrepreneur who has years and years of business experience. So it's you're kind of a rookie, but not right. Is that a is that a safe way to to put it? That is, and um, you know, exciting times ahead for me, um, as we'll share in, in in the minutes ahead here. You know, a lot of things happened throughout my corporate career that you know, allowed me to take this change or I, I decided to make this change and this huge step forward and leap of faith or as I refer to it as taking massive action. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. There's no doubt in my mind at all that, you know, the path I'm taking is the right one for a lot of reasons. And it really a big part of, you know, our life and how many times have we heard from people that, you know, you, you have to work hard in business and you have to spend all those extra hours and but you're sacrificing things along the way. And one of the things that, you know, I learned a little bit later than I really should have is that personal side, that life work balance. Man, I can tell you that sparked my fire. Um, 
as, as we're going to talk about here a little bit, my last change that really ignited the flames to me, allowing me to take in um, further balance, that work-life balance, and really put life's experiences first. I mean, it's so key in our lives. It's why we're here today, and I'm looking forward to just continuing to expand that side of my personal side of me. Absolutely. Um, I think it's something most entrepreneurs can resonate with. It's not always just about the money or the potential income available. A lot of the time, it's about the freedom, right? The time, the quality of life, uh, being able to work from where you want to, when you want to, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I think most of us would resonate. We're not just thrust into entrepreneurship. Hopefully, we chose it. It was something we wanted to do. We didn't. It wasn't out of necessity. Uh, out of necessity, but but that being said, um, you touched on a couple of interesting points. Uh, you know, as you uh, as you've been in in your career now, thirty plus years, you've reached some of the highest levels, and yet you realize that there was a there were things lacking. Right? There were things that um, that maybe were missing or that you longed for, and I think it's normal, you know, that I don't think there's any perfect job. I mean, there might be, but I haven't seen it where, you know, we, we, we like some things, we don't like some things or things we may even hate about our, our career and others that we put up with. But, but many times it's what we have to do, right? We're providing for our families, providing for our lives and just trying to survive. And yet we get to a point, many of us and many of those listening to our show, many of the entrepreneurs out there, I think we get to a point where we say, okay, I'm ready. Either enough is enough, or, <laughs> or uh, okay, I'm 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 to a point in my life where I'm either comfortable enough, or or I'm desperate enough, or I'm I'm confident enough to take that leap. And it's different for every person, right? Um, I know I uh, when I started our business, it was because I was having a hard time finding a job, even though I had a great resume. I was getting interviewed by millennials who were half my age or less, and I think I was—I uh, think it was a turnoff to them when they saw 30 years of sales experience on my on my resume. And so, you know, that was one of the reasons I decided to start my own business because I, I was having a hard time finding something that was that was a great replacement for where I was. Also, though, I had the same dreams and the same hopes and the same desires that I think you have and many entrepreneurs do to do something more with my life, to have more control and hopefully more income and more freedom and, and self-worth and everything else. So so we're going to talk about that. As Robert said, it's going to be a big part of today's conversation. I think it's something many of us can relate to, whether we're currently an entrepreneur considering going into self-employment. But before we go there, let's talk a little bit about Robert. Um, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up and, and uh, what have you done for the last several years? Uh, just a brief synopsis, if you can, and then where are you at today? Love to, Patrick, and uh, so true. And you add the last element to your points about the turbulent times we're living in today. That also, you know, kind of creates that need a little bit of, you know, how am I going to create certainty in the turbulent times of today? So, you know, I grew up in Chicago, um, small family, Midwest values of my dad were pretty much ingrained in what I do. And, you know, it has a lot to do with the name of my new venture, Integrity's Path. So 
I had that upbringing. My dad was very strong in what he did, and he was very dedicated. Um, my dad was a machinist, and he had a very demanding job. He had not such a great work environment. And I remember he'd come home ready to get ready for dinner and he'd clean up, you know, and stuff. And one day I came home from uh, sports practice and he was cleaning up, getting ready for dinner. And I'll never forget it. He was in there in the, you know, in the sink and cleaning himself up and stuff. And he started bleeding from the nose. And it was just, you know, part of his routine. And I never noticed it before. But in being a machinist, you inhale those shavings and that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, and not once in any part of my lifetime growing up with my dad did I hear a complaint. He just took it on the chin. It was part of, you know, day to day. And he just was extremely good at what he did. But he had that dedication. He had that personal, no matter what, I'll make it happen for my family. And that that just resonates with me. He was a great man, um, a great part of my life. And so grew up in Chicago, um, Midwestern va- values, pretty good high school. It was one of the stronger high schools in the Chicagoland area. And I had the opportunity to play sports. And the athletics part of it and the sports side of it really ingrained in me the competition. Um, very competitive, bigger city. And so a lot like my dad that instilled in me to be the best at what you do, you know, that's not so easy in young sports. There's always somebody trying to overachieving over you and what you do. So that athletic part of my life really carried forth as I take that 10,000 foot look at my life and, you know, certain elements of it that the athletics really gave me that competitive spirit to really drive and drive and drive. And I carried that forward in a lot of the business and corporate world that I had ventures with and opportunities with. So that's a key part of it. Um, grew up there. and That's fantastic. Let me just interject. You know, I think that, you know, we hear a lot of in the press and in different uh, commentaries and so forth, just the value of having a father who's at home and who's engaged. And there's latchkey kids and so many children who are, who are growing up, many of them in uh, African-American communities and other communities that are growing up without their fathers. And it's, it's, it's a national crisis, right? Because having a strong father figure and a strong mother, but having that, that, that strong um, role model and support and example is so critical to the success of our children. And you also talk about sports, and I think a very high percentage, uh, this isn't statistical, but just in my experience, a very high percentage of successful business owners and entrepreneurs have a background in sports. They learned that teamwork, and they learned that that dedication, that that effort. Anyway, so I think you, uh, it makes makes a lot of sense why, one, you've been successful in your career, and two, I I believe you'll be very successful as a a business owner. Thank you. Yeah, so, I, you know, living in Chicago and, and graduated high school there, I had plans on attending um, uh, Northern Illinois University, and my parents actually had plans on moving to the Southwest. My dad was going to take that leap. He got offered a job out there, and I was glad he did it because it kind of gave him a, a new window in life, uh, you know, better climate, better opportunity for him. So I'll never forget the day he had the plan set and everything, but then I get this phone call. 
And the moving arrangements to get him there um, were complicated. And so he asked me if I wouldn't mind. It was the summer before, you know, starting at the university, and I had plans to, you know, get up and going. But he asked me, can you help me move? Can you help me make that transition um, to New Mexico? So I said, sure. You know, my dad, you know, tremendous part of my life, he was struggling with it. So I you know, wanted to help and I had the opportunity to. So I, I took him up on it. And I remember coming to, you know, to New Mexico. I remember the move getting, you know, through all of the fun parts of move that we all laugh about later. But, uh, you know, I got there and some of the things I noticed were just um, hadn't been in the Southwest. I mean, trips occasionally and stuff like that for any period of time. And some of the immediate things I noticed, because at that point in time um, in my life, you know, we had activities going on like the, the riots and, you know, we had a lot of activities going on on the national scene. So things were a little tense in the country. And when I got to New Mexico, it was a different story. You know, a lot of sunshine, people, diverse group of people. And in the short period of time I was here, I experienced that, of course, the great cuisine here in New Mexico and stuff. But, um, you know, just the weather and the opportunity to be able to breathe that clean, fresh air. And every morning, the sunshine, as my wife refers to it as expensive sunshine, um, you know, that really grabbed me. And I was thinking in the back of my mind, you know, what if, what if my parents are, you know, having a little bit of a difficult time, you know, could, could come back. What if I changed my plans? What if I went from Northern Illinois University, I went to UNM in New Mexico, you know, potentially what would, you know, that look like and the benefits from it. And I decided to make that change. So I was attending the university and, you know, going to the school. And that's where I really started my first, you know, my first part-time job while attending the university. That's a big move from Chicago to uh, New Mexico, not just uh, the weather and the scenery, the beautiful country, but different population, different demographics, different mindset even. You know, there's a different personality from a person from Chicago, from a person in uh, New Mexico, Arizona, southern Utah, et cetera. You know, it's uh, it's a different, very different communities in in, in a real sense in, in my experience. It, it is. And one of the things you immediately notice is it was back then a much more relaxed environment, unlocked doors. People were more friendly. You know, the experience right. and introductions were people. It was a different experience. And, you know, as culturally diverse as, as it is here in New Mexico, people were still friendly back then. And they made that life part you know, just more enjoyable. So in that short time I was here, I experienced that and I decided, hmm, maybe this is something that, uh, you know, I want to do for a while. So yeah. I made that change. I understand that. I live in Henderson, Nevada. I've spent much of my life here in the West and and uh, ranging from Utah to San Diego to Las Vegas. And I, I can completely understand that. So, uh, so you went to college at UNM. What did you end up getting your degree in, and what was that first job that you uh, started out at? Well, that part-time, that first part-time job ended being, or started to be a real launching point in my life, in my career, in my life, and it was with a, a small business. It was an engineering um, and technical company, supply company, and as part-time, 
But we had a great group of people. It was a fun experience, and yet it was pretty technical. I mean, you know, we sold, you know, some te- technology products there and a range of products, and we helped businesses and stuff. And I'll never forget the relationship between the owner and the next person in charge, the vice president of the organization. And he was a younger Hispanic man that was just really polished and really personable and really, you know, somebody he could listen to and just sit back and go, wow, this guy's got it together. And so he did a lot with the business back then, ended up um, starting a subsidiary business that was in the Hispanic side of the business that created that Hispanic marketing arm for the company and just really launched that business into a whole new arena, which I was asked to be part of. You know, here I am going to the university and, you know, following my, you know, my schooling and trying to better my education. But yet I got this opportunity in front of me and it was a huge opportunity. So I took it on. They asked me to, you know, be full-time sales and they made it, you know, attractive to me. And to this day, I never look back. I mean, sales has always been part of what I do. And in that process, I've just met some incredible people, had some incredible experiences and really learned a lot that just helped me move on in my career as the next career. So I really never did finish my degree. And like a lot of us, you know, I don't look back. I don't think it stopped me in any way. It might have occasionally, you know, in in interviews and stuff like that, people look at that and they say, well, how come you don't have your degree? But I don't look at it that way because it really launched a part of my life that I'll never look back on. Sales is very rewarding in a lot of many ways. And that journey you take along that sales um, path, it's just incredible. The people you meet, the experiences you can have, and the opportunities that are out there today you succeed in sales. It's a lot of fun. So um, I decided to just, you know, keep moving on. That's fantastic. You know, I, uh, my story is a, a little similar, and we're coming up on our first break here. But I was thinking about going to law school. I mean, I got my BA in English, but really didn't know what I was going to do with it or didn't know what I, I thought about teaching maybe like my mom and my grandmother and uncle and come from a long line of educators. But, um, but during the summers I did a sales job selling yellow page advertising all over the Midwest and eventually in Alaska. And, and I realized I was pretty good at it and I was making good money, you know, and let's go to our break. I'll come back. I'll tell you the rest of that story because it transitions to where I am today. And I think it, it probably resonates or parallels some of your story as well, Robert. So we are uh, we're visiting with Robert Mesh. He's the owner of Integrity's Path LLC, also a consultant with uh, our our firm consulting or with our consulting firm Certainty Management. Uh, very pleased to have him on our team. And uh, but let's come back after the break, and we'll continue the conversation. It's starting to get interesting, so. We're cooking with oil, as they say now, so don't go away. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. 
Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. You're listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back, all you Finding Certainty listeners out there, and uh, thanks for joining us. We're visiting with Robert Mesh. He's the founder and CEO of Integrity's Path LLC, and we're going to get into a little bit of what Integrity's Path does, Robert. Talk a little bit more about your uh, transition from employee to self-employed. That's a big leap, frightening leap for a lot of people, but uh, you don't seem very... uh, very nervous or, uh, or frightened by the, the concept. On the contrary, you seem pretty excited about it. So is that safe to say? Oh, it is. You can't, uh, you know, I've learned over the years, you can't let anything get in the way. You know, you know, things are going to happen, as they say. And it's how you really learn to handle those things and move on and, you know, and, and give yourself that self-commitment of, I'm not going to let anything get in the way. And it's part of that life-work balance that helps create that final outcome. And for me, that tremendous um, value in that that life experience is very important to me, and and it it won't go away. Couldn't agree more. You know, I was saying before the break how um, I was headed in one direction, headed to to law school, I thought. I thought of being a trial lawyer someday. I like to talk and be on stage and so forth. But um, during the summers, I did sales, and I'd go out and make. Uh, we made really good money. My wife and I both sold, and we'd, you know, we'd sell. We'd make six hundred dollars a day as college kids. Do that for two months, and take a month off, and come back and have the whole school year paid for. And and so I, I, I came to a point where I thought, you know, sales could be a pretty good career. It's something I'm good at. I think I'd enjoy it. There's always opportunity. I'd say, I mean, we're all in sales to one degree or another, but if you are a professional salesperson, you can always find work, right? There's always something to be had if you carry yourself well. So 
So you made that transition. You made that decision yourself. In fact, you left college to go into sales. And a lot of people have done that. They think, why should I finish a degree? I don't think I'm going to need it. There's a lot of opportunity. Um, tell us a little bit about where you went from there. You, you started out with this technical company, this technology company, and and you've spent 30 years largely in the imaging contract uh, or in, imaging technology arena in various various uh, roles and, and with various companies, right? Yeah, I have. And in that first part-time career was the start to that. Um, and I got actually recruited by um, one of the companies that I was involved in in that first part-time retail experience. And so I had some manufacturers representatives they had the opportunity to meet and train with and expand my career. And a short time later, it so happened that, you know, one of them took interest, shared who I was to the management team, his management team, and thought I might be a great fit for their growing organization. So I ended up getting recruited by this conglomerate. It was a huge company. And out of the blue, I got this offer to be able to, you know, cover a four-state region and to do it and, you know, work for this big company. So, you know, the offer was a great offer. It was a great opportunity. And then I really looked at, again, you know, New Mexico, that great sunshine. And then I looked at, you know, Nevada. I looked at Utah and, you know, New Mexico and the territories involved. And I can tell you, you know, one day I can be skiing in, in you know, the mountains of Utah. And the next day I can be playing golf in Arizona. I mean, it just, it was a great opportunity. I thought, you know, hey, I'm going to have a good experience here and, and I'm going to make it work. So, um, I actually had to move from New Mexico, though, and at that point, I had just gotten married and uh, moved from New Mexico to Arizona. They wanted to establish the office there, and a good portion of the customer base was there. It was involved in high-tech imaging, um, film imaging in the high-tech industry, taking circuit boards from their original design patterns, which were large, one-room, huge, you know, printing devices, and then shrinking that process into what is the circuit board in the process. So what an experience to be able to learn from. What a great industry to be involved with, you know, the high-tech imaging and, and high-tech circuit, you know, manufacturing business. And then I also had a portion of OEM products and stuff that I worked with, like Hewlett Packard and some big companies and stuff like that. So what a great opportunity! It really um, was it was a you know official launch in my career. The first part was a you know part time gig, and the second one was you know the official launch into sales. And I really had where I had the opportunity to also be supported by a great manager. And I cannot stress enough how that coaching, that guidance in a young person starting out their career, how important that is to be able to get that person behind you in the launch. It's a different thing, you know, given a set of directions and say, here, do this and do this. But it's a huge difference to have that person allow you to take that step forward and then coach you, hey, you might have been better off doing it this way or pat you on the back and say, man, that was a home run. You did a great job. So that was that, that position change. And as I look back now, um, the company president for that organization, which happened to be headquartered in Illinois, 
um, this gentleman was just, you know, he developed also to be a great mentor. And many years later, I had the opportunity to look him up. And you mentioned about your, you know, your law, you're thinking about getting involved in the legal side of things. This gentleman was a very well distinguished and acknowledged, you know, president of the company, worked his way all through this conglomerate. And I looked him up recently and he's over 80 years old. He's still married to the love of his life. And he's actually now at 80 years old getting his law degree. And I thought to myself, <laughs> what an individual, you know, what a person to be able to not stop thinking about, you know, life, where he wants to go, what he wants to experience, but yet he has the right partners. He have, you know, the right wife behind him supporting him. And so I just thought that was really incredible that at 80 years old, being able to pursue his law degree. I love that. That's awesome. My uh, my grandfather, George Tate, he's my mom's dad. Yeah, he kind of did the same thing. He went back to college in his 60s when, or excuse me, not in the 60s, probably it was in his 40s or, or so, but he went to college with his children. They were all headed to college. He went with them and and uh, got his degree at a later age. And, um, you know, we talked about uh, your father. And as we discuss mentors, they're so important. I look back over my career and I can, I can count on probably one hand, the mentors that really stand out, but they changed me for the better. They, I learned things from each one of them. They, they taught me how to, how to carry myself, what to do, what not to do. And uh, it's so important. And, you know, it's interesting because I believe as an entrepreneur and, I, and you're experiencing this as we speak, um, we are constantly uh, reinventing ourselves, um, whether that's going back to school, pivoting to a, a business or a new direction. But, and then even when you are an entrepreneur, you're constantly reinventing yourself and constantly reevaluating. Um, they say a, uh, an entrepreneur is the only person who will work 100 hours a week to avoid having to work 40. I heard that quote not long ago. And and it's true, you know, hopefully you don't have to work 100, but, you know, the concept is we, it's worth it, right? It's worth it to have to work harder, to have the, maybe the uh, insecurity, lack of benefits or whatever it is that we give up um, to be our own boss and to be able to reinvent ourselves and and forge our own path, right? And so, so anyway, we, we don't need to go into too much more detail on your career, although I know you're award-winning. You won President's Club with multiple companies. You actually landed a really large contract that you were responsible for with, um, was it Sandia National Laboratories? The JIT contract, right? Uh, do you want to talk about that for just one quick minute? Because I think it's one of the pinnacles of your career, if I, if I understand you. Yeah, it certainly was. And, you know, you, every time you take that change, every time you step, you know, into something new, as you, you mentioned, you know, opportunity presents itself. And it's what you do with that opportunity that truly makes that difference. And so I was working for that large conglomerate, my manager who I worked for, who supported me and, you know, at that time, a great mentor, decided years later to make a change in his life. His parents had a family business, again, in the imaging field. And so he decided to buy one of the dealerships 
for the business that he was supporting. And so naturally, he, he, you know, he places that phone call to me and says, hey, you know, I'm going to be leaving the organization. And it really hit me hard because he was a great coach and great support factor there. And, you know, I wished him well and they replaced him and stuff. And I get a phone call. It was a couple of weeks later. And he says, you know, putting this change together, Robert, I want to ask if you want to be involved. Do you want to come back to New Mexico? The dealership was in New Mexico. And do you want to take and do you want to get engaged in that? Do you want to be, you know, vice president of sales for me and stuff? And I thought about it and I'm thinking, you know, I'm still at that success level with the other organization, you know, change. Do I really want to do it? And even though he's a great mentor and stuff, I shot him down. I said, no, I just, you know, gut feeling told me it wasn't right at the time for whatever reason. I said, you know, I'm going to pass. Um, thanks for asking for the opportunity. I'm going to pass. And it so happens two years later, I'm at a trade show in Orlando, Florida. And there's this individual there. And he says, hey, I'm buying you drinks after the end of the session. You know, please be there. I said, okay, it was good to see you again. We'll get caught up. And it was great to see him. So I met him for drinks after. And you know, during the discussions, he said, you know, hey, listen, I'm having a good time doing this, but I miss um, you being part of what I think you you could help me in. And I'm asking you a second time. I'm going to sweeten the offer. I don't want you to say no, and I want you to join the company. And so at that point in time, things were a little different for me. A couple of years went by, and I thought about it, and I said, okay, why not? change. Why not? Let's do it. I had a great relationship with him. I thought it would be a great partnership. So I made the change and moved back from Arizona to New Mexico. And during that change and, and during that process, um, I was only back a couple months. And as vice president of sales, certainly you're looking for opportunities, a way to grow revenue and opportunities. And knowing the customer base there, because I had traveled there previously, Sandia Laboratories was changing the way they were conducting themselves in their purchasing operations, their inventory operations, and they went to what's referred to as a just-in-time process where they were going to eliminate the expense of the inventory and they were going to go into partnering with small businesses in the area and allow them to do that for them. And so this opportunity presented itself. I was only back a couple months. It was a huge, you know, involvement in time and, and effort. And so I decided to interview the first just-in-time award winner um, for his business in this product line. And I interviewed that individual to shortcut the process, and I learned a lot. And I went for it. I put together the materials, met with the laboratories, went to the meetings and and got pretty engaged in this process with, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Let's put together a great, you know, presentation, a great proposal for them. And really thinking, "Ah, it's probably a long shot because there's other businesses here that are longer established. They probably have some relationships. They're probably better known. But there was something in our proposal. There was something there that enticed Sandia Labs to take a further look at us, and they ended up signing the contract. And man, I can tell you, um, getting a $5 million contract 
And with an automatic three-year renewal, if you meet the uh, work objectives and the delivery objectives, to be able to have that kind of contract, it's a um, tremendous leap. It was great for the business, weekly cash flow. And it was just a great opportunity to really, you know, do that project and make it work. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, but it was really, you know, very, it was a win-win. It was a great outcome. So I did that contract and we put it into place. And uh, I I just, as part of my career, it's one of the things that stands out to me that I can put on my resume and say, I did that. That's, that's really, that's a really great story, Robert. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is as I was listening to you talk about how they, they re they redid their business model to just in time, uh, services the it's interesting because as we as we talk about reinventing ourselves unfortunately not always uh, as a positive companies are reinventing themselves and redesigning and changing how they do business and we've got a couple of minutes until our next break but talk about how that has affected you and your career because i know it's affected you we've talked about how the changes in the industry and changing to a dealer model and changing this and changing that has impacted your career in many respects, helped lead you to where you are today. So in the last two minutes, do you mind just uh, addressing that? Because I think it's a pretty good transition to our break and then we can come back and focus on what you're doing today. Yeah, um, you know, the last three um, career positions I've had, major corporate um, people, and in each one of those situations, I could not determine the outcome no matter how successful I was or my team was or the group was and what we did and and the successful part of that side, the outcome was not what we expected in each one of those situations. And it really began to impact the other side, that life balance of mine, where if I'm going to spend this time, if I'm going to do this stuff and be successful, how come I have to come home and tell my wife, you know, guess what? Um, you know, companies taking a different change. Um, you know, they're changing their path. They're changing their way of doing business. And you know, unfortunately, I don't fit in. And in one of those examples, it affected 5,000 people in the country. So can you imagine, you know, all of the people across the country that were affected by the change? And it all leads into, it's exciting to talk, discuss about creating certainty. For me, that's what this is all about. So that definitely all of those experiences led to one of my number one goals I'll never give away from is to be able to create that certainty in my life. And that's, uh, that's huge. Well, you know, I agree. I, uh, I think there are many out there who resonate with that, uh, that sentiment and that goal. Um, that's why we called our show Finding Certainty. Uh, when we come back from our break, I'll tell you a little bit about how this show came about because it goes right in line with that sentiment. And then let's talk about what you're doing today. I know you had a really neat experience recently. With, it was very serendipitous at the Tony Robbins conference, and we'll uh, come right back. So thanks for listening, everybody. We're with Robert Mesh of Integrity's Path, LLC. We'll be right back.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Robert Mesh of Integrity's Path LLC. And I've got to interject real quick that um, Robert is actually a recent addition and an extension of our consulting team here at Certainty Management. Um, I want to share a little bit about your, your LLC and what you're doing, why you're here. But I will say this. We've been after this guy for over a year recruiting him, headhunting him, I guess you could say, and trying to convince him that he should take a close look at our company. Fortunately, he has a long relationship with our director of sales, Victoria Foster, and the timing was right, and the uh, elements have combined that we are now in business together. So we're very pleased to have you as an extended member of the Certainty family, Robert, but Let's talk about the transition. You, you know, we could, we can go on and on about your career. Unfortunately, we don't have more time. It's always amazing to me how fast the hour flies by here on the show. But, but you decided to make the leap. So tell us why you did. And I want to hear a little bit of uh, some of the insights from the conference you attended recently for, with Tony Robbins, because I know it was very serendipitous with how you're feeling and what you're doing. And, and then maybe why you're here at Certainty. And so why did you make the leap? Why are you here with Certainty? And um, maybe we'll close with some Tony Robbins thoughts. Yeah, the, um, there's a need out there today in the business world. And, you know, integrity has always been a strong part of my life. And it flows right into the company name and the presentation, the initial presentation that I can share with people. 
And what I found out over the years is, you know, we've had tidal waves, we've had COVID, we've had 9-11, we've had things that have really taken impact to what, you know, businesses, economies, et cetera. And so when you look at what is the real opportunity, where can you help people, where can you make an impact? It's in a couple of key areas and it's helping people accelerate change in their business. Sales is a big part of it. It's been my entire life. My experience with that is people tend to dabble in sales. You can't dabble in it. You got to have good people. You got to give them the right tools, the right coaching and the right things to help the, them, you know, create themselves and be successful and really believe in, in your company. And then today, marketing, branding, creating that identity. That is so key. I'll talk a little bit about that in, in what I learned in the Robin Seminar about identity, about self-identity and business. And then a big part of this is leading itself into what you all do at Certainty Management, and it's a cost management side. It's been in my experience that businesses really think about, oh, I can increase revenue. I can increase revenue. It's going to help us. Unless they take that real strong cost management approach, you can raise revenue all day long. But if you're not constantly adjusting your costs, you're fighting that ongoing battle. And a lot of times businesses lose in that because they're not, you know, those costs get out of adjustment. Just look what happened with logistics in the time during COVID and post-COVID, what's happened there. So people are taking a different approach there. And then, you know, the benefits part of it. Um, and what, what, you know, how important are benefits to people? How important it is to stay healthy and, and have that foundation part of it. So that's what Integrity's Path is all about. It's a consulting firm targeted in some key specific areas for businesses where I know I can help improve businesses and, and, and people in that process as well. And it resonates and it has a pretty good impact, initial impact if it, you know, if it's discussed properly, the impact's discussed, and you create that emotional intensity in that person. Well, you know, your whole uh, career, the mentors you've had, your father, uh, et cetera, et cetera, have led you to today. And I think that your choice of name is just spectacular. You know, your entire career has been built on integrity. That's who you are. I know that. I've, I've heard your, your reputation precedes you, if I may. But it is a path, right? It's a journey. Whether it's a business or in our individual lives, we're seeking success. We're seeking that quality of life that you refer to. It's not an event. It's it's not an event or destination. It is absolutely a path, you know, a pathway. And so, uh, with Certainty Management, as you know, we're a profit consulting firm, uh, but we also use the mantra "profit with purpose." It's really important to us to do more than just make income but also make a difference. And um, I think your business, your name itself, but I know who you are and what you stand for, what you're doing resonates with, uh, with that concept. So, uh, so what, what made you make the leap to working with certainty management? If you don't mind me asking. It was your message. It was your, what you're doing with your business that just blends so well with what I want to do with integrity's path and one of the things i learned you know somebody else has already created you know part of that partnering and collaboration today is huge in business success and so you know i reached out to you all um happened to um from a for, former business side of things um no victoria and 
and you know she had she knew who I was you know to an extent and but when I had that first conversation with you it just felt right and then I did some further research I looked at what and how you do things and I said you know I really need them and a partner in this in this new venture I have they're really gonna the two can come together they can help me and I can help them to a certain extent and it really is going to be a great partnership and I am all guns ahead I'm ready to move forward well, we couldn't be uh, more pleased to have you as part of our team. We're a pretty tight-knit family, and we're very selective about who we uh, bring in. You'll see, uh, you're, you're starting to see this already, but just the quality of of our team. So, you know, that being said, I know just before we end this and maybe share some Tony Robbins insights, you have done several things in your career that have contributed to your success and that will contribute to your ongoing success. But I know one of those, if you can take maybe 60 seconds and address it, has been how well organized you are in your efforts. They're not a shotgun approach. It's a sniper approach. It's very calculated, very organized. You, you talked a little bit with me yesterday about your CRM background. And do you mind just addressing that? Because I think it might be something that would, would uh, appeal to the listeners. Well, using tools to your advantage, using technology to your advantage, it's out there. And with with the right research and with the right, um, you know, start using those tools in the right way. Um, man, years ago, I wish I had a lot of these tools because, I mean, I think I could have even taken further steps along the line. But looking ahead, I mean, I really use that um, having great time management skills. It goes back to having that, uh, you know, that good balance, having that time for the family. So the more I, you know, create that great balance and that time management skill, it gives me, you know, opportunities to use my time better at what I do. And, you know, I learned part of that as well in that Tony Robbins part. There's a couple other key things there. But, you know, that time management portion, using those tools correctly and, you know, it, you have a lot of resources available to you. Research, research them and, and, and take advantage of them. Well, it's an interesting point because lately there's a, an enormous buzz around different AI platforms and, and chats. And uh, I don't know if you've heard of a chat GPT, but something I've been learning more about and, and, and in planning to share with our team in our next team meeting. In fact, I'm going to a conference tomorrow all about chat GPT. And the research capabilities of it, uh, I mean, you can type in you know, it, it, virtually anything and it spits out an answer. You can ask it to write something for you. You can ask it to research. I mean, I ha I'll give you a funny example. I had, I have some trout in the fridge that my son and I caught last fall up in Utah and, and I haven't eat, I haven't cooked it yet because I don't know quite what to do with it, right? And so I typed into chat GPT, I said, Give me uh, 20 recipe ideas, including the ingredients, the shopping list, and the instructions for what I could do with the trout in my fridge. And literally in about 10 seconds, it spit out 20 recipes. And so speaking of time savings and organization and uh, quality of life, anything we can do to save time and be more productive is is good in my book. But I'm, I'm just going to give a shout out. I wish I... I, I I'm not an affiliate. I don't get any royalties. I wish I did. It's a, it came out in November. It's valued at over $29 billion already. But I highly recommend anyone out there check out ChatGPT. Okay, so 
Let's talk about uh, your experiences last week. You spent almost a whole week listening to Mr. Tony Robbins. And I'm curious to hear both some of what you learned, but also your feelings concerning it, because I know it was very serendipitous. You feel like it was very timely with what you're doing. Oh, it was. And um, what an incredible individual that's been, that experienced a lot of things as late in life as 17 years old, turn his life around and be worth, you know, billions today. And, and, and even more importantly than that, what he contributes to um, charitable organizations and his contributions and his, you know, what he's doing today for that work-life balance. It's just incredible individual. I learned a, quite a few key things, but taking massive action is one of them. You know, we have a tendency to want to plan, 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 and then, I'll, okay, then I'll take that step forward. And he's totally about the opposite. You know, take that massive action, take that step forward, and then guess what? Things will fall in place. You'll, you, you've got that passion. You've got that knowledge about what you do. Things will fall in place. So that, that's a huge part of it. Um, creating identity, marketing, branding. I know we used AI in um, some of what I did on, you know, some positions, and I've had some experience with AI as well. It, it, truly technology today, great technology. But I think, you know, I, out of them all, the last one, invest in yourself is is you have to do it you have to you know as you say reinvent yourself you have to invest in yourself and you have to create a sense of wow i'm going to do that and how am i going to get there and instead of worrying about it you know blend that faith part of you know what you're all about that personal part of what you're all about don't ever lose that part and that's key part of my integrity and my faith and my family and and it all has to deal with the outcome. So when you invest in yourself, you're assured that you're going to have that greater outcome. And I've seen it in examples. I've seen a university do it with when, you know, code during times of COVID, they had to shift their entire program and um, their outcome and what they did in an international level for this course of students and their outcome was, was, was key. And so, um, but it all had to do with communications, investment, and, you know, what you can do personally to make a difference. So invest in yourself, continually reinvest in yourself, continue to grow, um, and you're, you'll be on your way to that happy balance between life and, most importantly, creating certainty in your life. I tell you, all during those changes, through all that corporate stuff, you know, I'll never forget those times when I had to, you know, in the drive home, think, okay, how am I going to explain this one? Um, you know, successful, making some money, but yet, guess what? We're going to have a change. And to me, I don't want to do that ever again. I want to be able to set my path, know my future, create that future, and really have people, you know, look at it and say, wow, well done. I uh, I love that sentiment. Um, it's just... You know, and like you said, Robert, it all starts with starting, right? Just like Tony Robbins says, massive action and don't overanalyze. We all, many of us get caught in, 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 in analysis paralysis, as they say. And I've seen it many times. I've been a sales trainer for many, many years, salespeople who they want to learn the script perfectly. They want to learn everything about the product. 
And yet the one who just picks up the phones and says, I don't know everything, but I'm just going to start calling or I'm going to start calling on customers. They're the ones who lead the pack. And so we are out of time, but I've really enjoyed the conversation. You know, you're going to be wildly successful. I know you're not just because you're working with us, but because of who you are and what you've done and uh, where you're headed. You know, it's uh, so much of success comes down to principles and uh, your entire life and your business are founded in enduring principles i believe so i wish you the very best my friend we'll be here to support you and cheer you on and contribute however we can we're looking forward to the journey together and uh thanks for being here on finding certainty thanks patrick it's been a great time um love doing it our uh, our supreme pleasure if you'd like to learn more about finding certainty please text the word certainty to 26786 you can visit us on the web at certaintylive.com or visit our company website at certaintyteam.com like you get to know uh, robert meshmore how can they get a hold of you robert yeah they can reach out to um our mesh at certaintyteam.com and um, th that's from you know electronic standpoint how to do it and just reach out and i'd be glad to share you know help anybody in which way i can so um, thanks again patrick and best of day to you and look forward to moving forward here all right thanks everybody have a great weekend and we'll see you next week thanks for tuning into today's episode of finding certainty we hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.